0: From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
1: Hi there, it's Graham VK4, Baker Baker back on air again with the national news and are you a WIA member? Well, if not, details how you can join are in the text edition of this news wia conference weekend 2020 some billeting and keynotes the organizing committee of the wia conference weekend 2020 took to the air last weekend during the vk7 wi local news looking for expressions of interest from southern vk7 amateurs and families who'd be prepared to billet people during the weekend of 8 to 10 of may 2020 As they said, if you're a VK7 ham, this is a great way to show Tasmanian hospitality for conference attendees and help reduce the cost of the visit. It's also a great way to meet people who you may only have talked with on the radio. The WIA Annual Conference 2020 is being held in Hobart at the Best Western Hotel and the theme, Antarctic Gateway. The weekend features many visits and tours of Antarctic-related locations and museums. The presentations on the Saturday afternoon are coming together with a great focus on Antarctica and radio and can be viewed on the WIA website. WIA President Greg will have more on the AGM in his board comment this week. And speaking of the board, now to WIA Secretary Peter.
2: Dale, VK1DSH, has been nominated by the Wireless Institute of Australia to attend the International Telecommunications Union's World Radio Conference in 2019. WRC 19 at Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt. The WRC 19 conference is to be held over one month. Dale will be assisted by Peter, VK2EMR. Dale has had extensive experience in representing the WIA at international events and the board are pleased that Dale and Peter have been able to make themselves available for this important event. Dale will depart Australia tomorrow for Egypt and is expected to arrive around midnight on Saturday. Peter has already departed and is currently in Shanghai at the CISPR meeting, after which he will travel to Sharm El Sheikh and should arrive late on Saturday. WRC 19 starts on Monday, with various formalities, and we expect that the first of the drafting groups will start on Tuesday, or more likely Wednesday. We'll do our best to keep you up to date. WRC 19 has a number of agenda items that are relevant to the Amateur and the Amateur Satellite Service. Most attention by amateurs is likely to be focused on the prospect of harmonising the 50 MHz allocation. But several other topics are included, which concern and potentially threaten amateur activities. Details are available on the WIA website. We will keep our members informed of developments from WRC 19. This has been Peter, VK8ZZ.
1: Sarah joins the IARU. In fact, two new countries have joined. The IARU member societies have voted to admit the Saudi Amateur Radio Society, SARS, and Seychelles Amateur Radio Association, SARA, to membership. SARS was founded on the 25th of June 2018 and is legally registered recognized to represent the amateurs of Saudi Arabia. As of January 2019, there were 66 members out of a total of 479 licensed radio amateurs in the country. Sarah was founded in December 2018 and was registered with the Seychelles government on 31st December. Sarah has six members, two of whom are licensed. It is believed there are four licensed amateurs in the Seychelles, a number that Sarah hopes to increase. Saudi Arabia and the Seychelles are located in ITU Region 1, which also corresponds to IARU Region 1. Their IARU membership became effective on the 9th of October, upon completion of the voting procedures set out in the IARU Constitution. Our WIADX Awards Committee is pleased to announce the very popular Grid Square Award has been relaunched. Improvements to the award include endorsements, standings and a new modern certificate which recognises the worldwide nature of this award. Graham Alston, Victor Kilo 3 Golf Alpha, on behalf of the award committee joins us.
3: The Grid Square Award is available as recognition of the appropriate number of confirmed contacts with amateur radio stations in grid squares. Its purpose is to stimulate interest in the IARU grid square system. The ARRL also runs an annual international grid chase. The world is divided into 324 grids, each divided into 100 squares. This gives a total of 32,400 possible grid squares. Of course, many of these are in the middle of the world's oceans, so the actual number of workable grid squares is much smaller. Individual WIA grid square awards together with endorsements, are available for HF, 6 metres, 2 metres, 70 centimetres, 23 centimetres and SHF. Current grid Square counts will be displayed in a standing list. Full details can be found on the WIA website. Under the For Members drop-down menu, select WIA DX Awards. Thank you very much. VK3, GA Graham Olston.
4: Hello, this is Greg, VK2GPK, with this week's comment from the WIA Board. First off, a quick reminder that the WIA Convention for 2020 is being held in Hobart, Tasmania, starting Friday May 8th through to Sunday May 10th. Note unlike previous years, the Convention will start on the Friday morning rather than the Friday evening. However, the AGM will be held on the Saturday morning as usual. More details will be in AR Magazine very soon. So save the date and hopefully spend a few more days in Tasmania. It is a great time of the year to be there. It is a once-a-year opportunity. I'm sure you won't be disappointed. So get planning. Hopefully we will see you and maybe your partner at the WA Convention. If you haven't yet been to a WA Convention or AGM, you'll never know what you're missing. One of the big news items from the recent licence condition changes, or called LCD, by the ACMA was to allow foundation licence holders the ability to use digital modes, which had previously only been available to standard and advanced licence holders. This was a long overdue change, but a welcome one nevertheless, and it brings Australia into line with other jurisdictions for entry-level licences, such as the UK Foundation licence. In the WI joint submission submitted in conjunction with ALARA, AR New South Wales and AOVIC, to the ACMA prior to the release of the LCD changes, it was noted that the Foundation Licence callsign at seven characters was too long for a number of the digital modes being incompatible with the software utilised for these modes. This is due to the four-character suffix on the callsign, such as VK3, FRED. Any solution to this problem involves allowing Foundation Licence holders a call callsign of, char- of six characters, there are a few ways to achieve this, some better than others. The WILCD submission in the appendix described the solution preferred by the WIA, which is simply to allow Foundation licence holders to apply for a new six character call sign in the current standard format, i.e., VKNXXX, where XXX is any of the letters. Once upon a time, in a galaxy not that far away, Using a letter block such as ZXX or W or YXX and of course FXXX was the only feasible way to identify license class. But today there is no technical reason whatsoever to do so as it takes only a few seconds to look up on the ACMA database if for some reason you really want to know. There are a number of advantages of the approach to cease the use of the letter block for license demarcation. It allows new amateurs to have a call sign for life and not to have to change as they progress from foundation to standard to advanced. It also removes the subtle and sometimes not so subtle discrimination that has been reported by many foundation licence holders stemming from a small number of higher licence class holders, such as not responding to their CQ calls or accusing them of running illegal power levels simply because they have a strong signal. And this solution is easy to implement as the processes and application forms already exist. Note that standard license holders would also gain access to any call sign. The other alternatives that have been proposed are to allocate the Q block such as VK7QXX, but this isn't feasible as there are simply not enough available call signs in terms of being 26 multiplied by 26 for the more popular states. It may also be confused with the Q-code. The other is to allocate a new prefix instead of VK, such as VJ. This works, but the implementation is somewhat messy compared to any license class, any callsign approach. And there will be on-air confusion for some time as to what VJ actually refers to. However, it would be preferable to the Q-block approach, but is still a workaround and viewed by the WIA suboptimal. It also precludes the use of the AX prefix for special events due to potential callsign sign overlap. This is the RASA proposed solution. So how do we get ACMA to fix this problem that impacts the digital modes for foundation licenses and get an optimal solution, especially when they, that being the ACMA, have suggested the Q-block as their solution? So it's survey time again. The WIA, jointly in conjunction with other amateur organisations, will be issuing a link via email to a survey to their members. This survey has only a few simple questions, such as your current licence class and preferred solution. It will describe the proposed viable solutions and their pluses and minuses. We hope the link to this survey will be sent soon, as early as this coming week, assuming everything goes to plan. We look forward to your feedback from the survey and ultimate resolution of this issue. The survey will be open for a number of weeks. This is Greg, VK2GPK for the WIA board. From Australia, this is VK1WIA
0: and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
5: International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club. ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We begin this week with news from Japan, world and generations connected by Amateur Radio. The JARL reports Tokyo's Amateur Radio Ham Fair 2019 welcomed a total of 42,000 visitors in just two days. This was the highest number of visitors since it became a two-day event. Juliet Golf 1 Kilo Tango Charlie says, We would like to express our sincere appreciation to all the visitors, exhibitors and everyone involved. A lot of amateur radio operators from all over the world participated and enjoyed various exhibitions and events in the venue and exchanges with Japanese amateur radio operators. Towards the Olympic and Paralympic year, international communication and mutual understanding may have further deepened due to the common hobby of amateur radio. In addition, the admission for youth, under-22-year-olds and women was free this year. So many friends from school, club activities and female amateur radio enthusiasts also visited. In addition, many OMs attended with children and grandchildren. To South Africa, largest ever South African delegation attends WRC 19. SARL News reports the largest ever delegation to attend the ITU World Radio Conference in Egypt. At the last WRC-19 industry preparatory meeting held prior to WRC-19, Mr Sono of the Department of Telecommunication and Postal Service and convener of the group said he was pleased that the SARL position had become an African position. He said it is important to support amateur radio in South Africa and on the African continent. Crackdown on Pirate Radio Stations The Independent Communications Authority of South Africa, ICASA, has shut down a number of community-run radio stations across the country. These radio stations were broadcasting without a valid licence. The National Community Radio Forum, NCRF, a member-run group advocating for community radio, released a statement which criticised ICASA's decision to shut down community radio stations, saying... It is risky for media freedom and diversity in South Africa. The NCRF demanded that ICASA rescind its decision to shut down these radio stations and that the government spend at least 30% of its advertising budget to support community media. In Poland, further electromagnetic field restrictions in Poland. Poland's Health Ministry is reported to be working on a draft regulation that is feared will set new restrictions on levels of electromagnetic fields. This appears to have arisen due to misguided concerns about 5G. A translation of a post by National Amateur Radio Society PZK says, the Ministry of Health is working on a draft regulation that will set new standards for acceptable levels of electromagnetic fields. These standards are important, among others, in the context of the development of telecommunications networks, especially the planned 5G network. The 5G network, or more correctly the 5th generation telecommunications network, is an intensely developed communication standard. It is to enable 50 or even a 100-fold increase in transmission speed compared to current 4G networks. The European Commission wants member countries to have broad coverage of the 5G network by 2025. According to the Commission, by 2020 the 5G network will be available on a commercial basis for at least one large city in each member country. Polish standards on EMF are already one of the most stringent in Europe. In Norway, domestic radio and TV licence fee removed. For many years, the licence fee in Norway has been linked to ownership of a television. This will all change from 2020. The licence fee has been unpopular because every household has to pay the same amount no matter what income they have. Financing over the state budget means that everyone will pay for NRK relative to income and how much tax they pay. In recent years, fewer people in Norway have bought and owned televisions because many Norwegians, especially young people, no longer watch linear TV and instead use a laptop or a mobile. Hence, fewer people has paid for NRK. Finally this week in Scotland, Scottish microwave enthusiasts host Roundtable. In Scotland, there will be a little bit of competition, but mostly a whole lot of discussion during the Scottish microwave Roundtable. The table has a full agenda for its program on the 2nd of November. In addition to talks on topics such as microwave Earth, Moon, Earth and software-defined radios for portable microwave operation, as always there will be a construction competition. The winner gets to claim the GM4LBV trophy. The trophy winner will then advance to the UK Microwave Group G3VVB trophy competition. This is the ninth roundtable meeting and it will be held at the Museum of Communications in Fife. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. News,
0: talk and radio sport, here with VK1WIA.
4: I'm Graham, VK3GRK from Bendigo. And now to an update on the special event call sign VI3Flynn, commemorating the new $20 note featuring Reverend John Flynn, born at Maligal, Central Victoria, in 1880. John Flynn was the founder of the Royal Flying Doctor Service. VI3 Flint will be available until this Tuesday, October 29th. An electronic QSL card is available. Look up Victor India 3, Foxtrot, Lima, Yankee, November, November on the QIZ.com website for operating times, frequencies and QSL information.
6: AM hey, Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix VK, 4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. The CQWWDXSB Contest. CQWW is the largest amateur radio competition in the world. Over thirty five thousand participants take to the airwaves on the last weekend in October, SSP this weekend, and November, CW next weekend, with the goal of making as many contacts with as many different DXCC entities in the CQ zones as possible. The CQWW DXSSB contest runs from 001 hours UTC on Saturday 26th October to 2359 hours 59 seconds UTC on Sunday 27th October with activity on 160 to 10 metres. The exchange is an RS report annual CQ zone. VHF UHF Microbe Spring Field Day The Spring VHF UHF Field Day is coming up on the 23rd and 24th of November. Why not take some time think about dusting off the VHF UHF gear and see who you can contact. There will be quite a number of fellow hammers out and about in a few locations and they would love to make contact with you, but you don't have to go portable to participate. Logging is easy as many of the logging programs will be aware of this contest and do all the points calculations. There will be activity all the way from 6 metres all the way up to 3 centimetres. Why not look at building a new antenna for some of the VHF bands and see how far you can reach. There are sections for 8 hours, for 24 hours, single or multiple operator stations, so plenty of options. It's been a long hard process but the 2 metre repeater VK2RBB on 146.625 MHz is back on air. We brought you the story plus the story of the VK3 RWV repeater in the text editions of WIA National News last week. But very briefly, again, the RBB project that has been led by Rob VK2ELH for over five years and taken countless hours of work by Rob and his team. The payoff for all that hard work? The joy in the voices of operators to the North and East in particular who can now talk to the rest of Summerland after about seven years of silence. DMR repeater VK3RWV is online and servicing the local government area of the city of Warrnambool. Details for accessing the repeater including frequencies can be found on its qrz.com page. Thanks have been given to the ACMA for their assistance with regards to getting this device online, along with special words of thanks offered to those within the amateur community who assisted with the resources and repeater VK3TE and the DMR MARC networking team. A group of JEC operators are on Colombian island of San Andrea, until the 27th of October. The course sign is 5K0K and they are on all bands to 10 meters. San Andrea counts as a separate need for DXCC and as NA033 for the IOTA reward and QSL's go via club log OQRS. Willie, DJ7RJ is working on the whilst again as FH stroke DJ7RJ from Mayotte Island in the Indian Ocean until the 4th of November. He is all banding but as usual will concentrate on the low bands, in particular one sixty metres. QSL to his home call DJ seven RJ. A multinational team is signing VP six R from Pitcairn Island until the first of November. All bands, all modes. QSL via club log OQRS. Pitcairn Island was where the mutineers from HMS Bounty made their home in seventeen ninety. Yosuke JJ one DQR is on the air from Da Nang in Vietnam until the first of November. He will operate as 3W9QR, mainly on SSB from 4 to 6 metres. QSL's go for his home call. Again, that's JJ1DQR. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FU, Q From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the
0: weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming
1: and text. Hi Graham. jumping in again with Media Watch and Hold the Presses. ARRL is launching a new magazine, On The Air. It happens in January 2020. It's to be published on a bi-monthly basis. On The Air will offer new and beginner to intermediate level radio amateurs a fresh approach to exploring radio communication. Each issue will include advice and insights on topics from the variety of amateur radio interests and activities, radio technology, operating equipment, project building and emergency communication. The goal of this new magazine is to be a vital resource in helping new and newer amateur radio operators get active and involved in radio communications. All AWRL members, including members here in VK, will be able to access digital editions of On the Air. And members who already access QST on the web or from the mobile app will be able to access QST and On the Air starting January.
7: It's time now for Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Hello, I'm Cole, VK3GTV, and first up, it's Faith. For youngsters who might be asking, amateur radio, what's that? One outdoor event in South Carolina provided them with an answer. Last weekend, the same weekend that the world's largest scouting and guiding event, Jamboree on the Air and Jamboree on the Internet, was being held for boys and girls everywhere, members of the Blue Ridge Amateur Radio Society in South Carolina got a unique opportunity to introduce young boys in another organization to amateur radio. Club members supported an outdoor activity known as the Upstate Trail Life Campery, organised by Trail Life USA, a faith-based organisation that encourages character development and mentoring. The radio club notes on its website that the organisation does not yet have a programme for ham radio, and the club hopes that its first involvement with this event last week will lead to the growth of one. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier SpaceX is seeking approval to add up to 30,000 more satellites to its Starlink broadband network on top of the 12,000 spacecraft already authorised by U.S. government regulators, according to filings submitted to the International Telecommunication Union. Possibly related to that news item, Leo Labs announced that they plan to build four additional radar installations for tracking space debris. Their current installations can track objects down to about a 10 centimetre diameter, but with their new installations, they'll theoretically be able to track objects as small as 2 centimetres, But still won't see the 128 million objects from one millimetre to one centimetre, which have the potential to disable or completely destroy a satellite. In other satellite news, Dr. Alan Johnston, KU2Y, Vice President, Educational Affairs, has announced the general availability of the AMSAT CubeSat simulators, speaking at the 37th Annual Space Symposium. Allen reported that since the prototype CubeSat simulators were introduced at Hamvention in May, the simulators have undergone testing and final release. A CubeSat simulator is a self-contained satellite model that reports solar cell performance via standard AFSK-1200BPS AX25 telemetry. The telemetry can be decoded with a simple STR ground station. A CubeSat simulator package consists of the 1U simulator, a halogen work light to simulate sunshine, and a motorized rotating turntable that mimics the satellite tumbling through space. In other space news, Soviet cosmonaut Alexei Leonov, who became the first person in history to spacewalk in 1965, has died aged 85. He went on to become the commander of Soyuz Apollo, the first ever joint US-Soviet mission in 1975. He died on Friday, October 11 just seven days before astronauts Christina Koch and Jessica Meir carried out history's first all-female spacewalk on Friday, October 18. Worldwide special Scripts Military. World War I USA Amateur Radio Station. When? November 9 in the USA. Where? The National World War I Museum and Memorial in Kansas City. The Museum and Memorial is teaming with area amateur radio operators to host a special event station, WW1 USA. During this time, station operators will contact hundreds of other amateur radio operators across the world. Designated by U.S. Congress as America's official World War I museum and memorial, and located in downtown Kansas City, the National World War I Museum and Memorial inspires thought, dialogue, and learning to make the experiences of the Great War era meaningful and relevant for present and future generations. To learn more, visit the website. TheWorldWar.org Worldwide Special Interest Groups, QRP and Weak Signal Communication. ICQ Podcast declares first winner of Homebrew Hero Award. And congratulations are in order for Hans Summers, G0UPL, who's been declared the inaugural winner of the Homebrew Hero Award conferred by ICQ Podcast. Hans was selected for the work he's done in designing solutions for QRP enthusiasts. The award is given in recognition of amateurs who make technical advances in creative ways to benefit the hobby. So, well done, hands. Speaking of QRP, there's a big event coming up early next month in Melbourne. More power to Melbourne's QRP by the bay. That's not power as in wattage, but power as in the great force of enthusiasm and fellowship that's sure to surface on Chelsea Beach on the 2nd of November. QRP by the Bay is set to happen, attracting homebrewers, portable operators and QRP enthusiasts. The afternoon is mostly social, but it's also a chance to show off some new gadgets and equipment or take advantage of the waterfront location and put up an antenna and grab some DX. It's very informal and in keeping with the QRP, as low-key as can be. So enter the date in your calendar, the 2nd of November. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Radio hams participate in STORM 2019 exercise. Radio amateurs in Austria took part in this year's Civil Protection Day on October 5 and made use of the amateur radio transponder on the QO100 geostationary satellite. This exercise involved not only a test of the 2,540 civil defence sirens in Lower Austria, but was also used for a large scale exercise by the task forces and authorities the disaster scenarios prepared in the district of Tallinn also included local radio amateurs. I'm Col, VK3GTV for WYA National News. Time to tie the
1: ribbons and have a look at the social scene. In VK3, the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Barghamvention, it's happening now October 27 this weekend. VK3, Melbourne's QRP by the Bay is coming up. In VK5, also AHARS Buy and Sell Marion at the RSL, November the 3rd. November 17 in VK3, Rosebud Radio Fest. And next year, the big one, Alara Meet 2020 in Bendigo, October 2 through 5. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB, Walk Softly.